And I couldn't do it without all of you, my Patreon peeps. I'd be crying like a baby. Why, why, why without you? Uh, or like it was a baby, it was a birthday party, and I'd cry even if I didn't want to. Uh, so thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts that you're thinking about, like about the past, present, or the future. So thoughts, uh, anything you're feeling emotionally that's coming up for you, maybe it's related to those thoughts, maybe it's leftover, uh, remains of the, you know, remains of the day, remains of the year, you know, whatever, feelings that are there, emotions. Could also be physical sensations that are keeping you awake. That's a very common thing for listeners. Uh, So if it's something physical that's keeping you awake, uh, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that too. It could be also something I don't, I'm not mentioning. This could be something else, situational, uh, time-related, temperature-related, something that, you know, transitional, whatever it is. I'm here to keep you company, whether you're here, whether this is your first time, your last time, or you're, you're here all the time. Or you're not sure. You're like, did I walk, like with the old record thing where you say, did I just walk into the wrong podcast? And I'd say, I don't know. Uh, let's, why don't we find out? Like, imagine that. Uh, I'm already on a tangent, but imagine. So, so the, for those, I know everybody, uh, maybe not everybody's familiar with this. Uh, is this a metaphor or a archetypal image? It's definitely not archetypal if not everybody knows about it. But there used to be this idea that you would walk into a bar or a restaurant or a party and the record would skip. But it really wouldn't skip. It would go whoomp and it would stop playing. And then I think the next image is what everybody's familiar with. Everybody, like their attention turns, everything stops and their attention turns to you in not a positive way. What you feel like or you imagine is not a positive way. And... uh, We've all been in that situation before, and normally, well, there's two things, the questions that may come up. Uh, You say, am I welcome here, or am I in the wrong place? Uh, So I'm going to address, we're only going to address, I'm supposed to be making a sleep podcast intro, but let's address the first one. Let's imagine, let's see if I can make this whole thing a metaphor for the sleep podcast instead of, let's see if we can achieve two things, let's see if I can... Try to achieve two things unsuccessfully. I do that all the time, maybe even three. So I'll come back to that. So whatever's keeping me awake, I'm here to keep you company so you can drift off. Uh, And that's a little bit different. The way I'm going to try to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. And what does that mean? It means my voice, creaky oh, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents. So it means my voice is a little bit different, not super soothing traditionally, but you may grow to listen to, to you may get to the point where you can just barely listen to it. That's what a lot of people do. It's a forgettable voice. It's so, 
It's so unforgettably creaky dulcet that you could eventually barely listen to it. You say, Scoots' voice isn't soothing, it's ignorable. Which maybe I'll go into this next thing if we ever get there. Then, oh, creaky dulcet, oh, pointless meanders mean you've kind of seen those already. I get mixed up, I go off topic, I start talking about something, then I start talking about something else. So that's how we do it. Now, the important things to know are how and why, or why is the most important thing, and then how, and then what to expect. So why do I make this show? Well, much like our imaginary self that's walked into a room, a gathering, some sort of gathering of people, and suddenly finds themselves feeling not comfortable— like, I also have been someone that's found myself in bed, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. And so I've been there. So if, you've, if you're if you there now, I know how it feels. Uh, now, I might not know exactly what you're going through, but I can relate to a lot of the feelings, like frustration, loneliness, and just exasperation and tiredness. Uh so that's one of the reasons I make the show. But the main reason is that you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you can rest. Uh, in a bedtime, you don't have to dread. Like the bedtime you could look forward to or at least feel neutral about. And I'd like to try to provide that for you. Now, there's a couple uh, twists there. One, can't provide it for everybody. I'm just not everybody's cup of tea. And if you've already discovered that... Uh, you could check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. That has other sleep podcasts and stuff like that there. But um, what was my other point? Oh, so yeah, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but even the people that listen to the show, the regular listeners, I've heard this literally, I think, hundreds of thousands of times. It took two or three tries for me to get used to the fact, the structure of the show or his voice or his style. And that's natural if you think about it, because if you're like a lot of us, you've tried a bunch of different things, right? And uh, none of it really worked consistently. So this show's not going to work instantly and consistently either. So just kind of see how it goes. Also, this podcast kind of is more walking hand in hand with you than putting you to sleep. But the most important thing that I was getting to is that you deserve a good night's sleep, uh, you really do. So that's the most important thing for me is if it, whether I provide it or somebody else does or you create your own bedtime routine, that's the most important thing you'll hear uh, tonight. Except for all the stuff I was talking about earlier that I said I'd get back to that I totally forgot what I was talking about. Oh, walking into a room. Okay. So just like that, like, and I guess this kind of goes into how the show works. So that's why I make the show. Just like when you were walking in their room, what if you had, well, you you know, you, you may have a friend there, but what if you had one of those super soothing, confident friends who you, whose confidence was so powerful that it, it affected you in a relaxing way, and maybe it was infectious in a good way? Let's just hold that thought while I try, hold that thought while I get to uh, other stuff like I have, so... I don't know what that has to do with anything either. I just didn't want to forget it because uh, it, it'll it'll relate to it'll barely relate to some point. But okay, so you say, how does the show work? Uh, it puts me to sleep. 
hits the podcast to put me sleep. Do I listen to it and I hear a bedtime story and it slowly relaxes me and puts me asleep? No, unfortunately not. Maybe though, I don't know. There's people that listen to it that way, but this podcast is here to keep you company as you fall asleep and take your mind off of stuff. So one, a lot of times this podcast works if you barely listen or you barely pay attention Maybe like that confident friend, they're not paying attention to people. They're, they're going into the room like they're, they're so well adjusted. They're not even, they're not thinking that people are looking at them or change. They're like, huh, song just skipped. Uh, anyway, moving on, I'm going to have an hors d'oeuvre or do a twirl or check my coat or whatever they do. What, whatever well adjusted people do when they go to a party, greet people, wave, smile. They're not aware. Their mind is in a different place. And what does it have to do with it? Oh, this sh- like they're barely listening to those. I guess this is my imagination. So it is fictional, but because uh, I don't have a well-adjusted mind. Uh, but uh, I would imagine that they're not listening to those voices in their head like I am. Like, oh, boy, your so- by the way, your socks don't match again. And one's inside out. Uh, and you say, oh, boy, that's the least of my problems. But thanks for bringing it up. Uh, so this podcast kind of serves the same thing. You just barely listen to it. Uh, but you barely listen to it. And it kind of distracts you from whatever else is going on. Now, the thing is, you can listen. So if you can't sleep, I'm here to the very end. So that's also like I'm here to keep you company. It's really what my job is not to put you to sleep to make the night less lonely, less deep and dark, to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar bra, your neighbor, your neighbor, boar, boar, boar bay. Because um, I'm not confident in a lot of things, but I'm confident that I could be here for you for the next hour rambling about stuff in that uh, – that's important to me. Your sleep is important to me. I'm confident in that. And that's a fact. Our world will be a better place if you get the sleep you deserve and if you have a restful place. So um, just like maybe if we had a friend like that that said, hey, you, this, you know, I don't know what they would say. Cause, <laughs> but like if you walked in the room and said, hey, don't worry about it. If they said something more effective than that. But this isn't the... Uh, walking into an walking awkward into a party podcast. I mean, I guess it is really, it is, but that's what every episode's like. But so those are two parts of the show. The other thing that can throw new listeners off is the structure of the show. And that's understandable too, because our show is structured in a very deliberate way to meet a lot of different goals, but it's also very different than what would traditionally be called structure. So the show starts off with the greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, or friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I think I even said babies in this one, or babies at heart, which I am. And uh, um, that's so you feel welcome and seen. And maybe that's one part of this party metaphor is if you go into the room and something, maybe some eye contact, maybe a smile, maybe your friend's confidence, maybe they're invisible. Here's here's something I wish I had, a confident, invisible friend. I never checked with my ma- imaginary friend. You say, oh, no, no, this isn't, that's the difference. As adults, you say, no, no, it's not an imaginary friend. My friend is invisible and really confident. And they say, so you have an invisible, imaginary friend. No, 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 I have an invisible friend. 
They ooze confidence that makes me com- comfortable and confident. They walk at my side and they say, is this a belief system? No, no, no. It's a fact. I have an invisible, like, uh, I'm sorry. Do you, why, why, like, uh, let me confer with my invisible friend. These questions are throwing me off. They were just here for me to get into the party. I guess I'm talking to you. I'm here at the party. So sick job done. What was I talking about? The structure show. Oh, okay. Why is the show structured? It starts off through greetings so you feel welcome. You, you realize, oh, the show's a little bit goofy and silly. Then there's support for the show. So the show can come out for free twice a week wherever you consume podcasts. Uh, that's important to me. It helps the maximum amount of people it can help. Uh, and the support allows us to do that. Then there's resources and support for listeners and communities around the show. Then there's the intro which is really a show within a show. And you're right. A normal intro takes two minutes. Ours takes 15 to 20 minutes. But it's not just, uh, I don't know, like uh, it's not part of the business. It's its its own show. And it serves a couple things. One, it uh, introduces new people to the show, not exactly in an efficient way, but for regular listeners, but even for you, if you're new, it eases you into bedtime. The intro is not so much to put you to sleep. You could fall asleep during it. You could skip it. But for a lot of listeners, it's part of their bedtime routine. Their wind down is this 15 to 20 minutes. Whether they're getting ready for bed, they're doing something relaxing, they're in bed getting comfortable the intro is a transition between day and or whatever evening and sleep or whatever. For me, that's really one of the only things that's worked is having a little bit of a bedtime routine. So that's really the intro's purpose. And you could skip it. Two to three percent of people do. You could subscribe on Patreon and get story only episodes. But uh, just see how it goes at first. If you wish, you don't have to do that either. So it's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the story. Again, so the goal versus being an, an exclusive show or something is that it's on all podcast apps twice a week for free. So paying for the show is optional. So that's uh, the, then there's a story. Tonight it'll be something a little bit different, dare I say magical, where I unbox a magic kit and speculate. I don't reveal any tricks because I don't. It'd be beyond my understanding anyway, but I just say, huh, what, what's in this box? Talk about something you could sleep to, playing cards that never, that I don't understand. So that'll be, and then there's thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show, that's why I make the show, but I also make the show, it could, to go back to this walking into a room and not feeling comfortable, that's one reason I make the show, right? Uh I don't know if those things always line up, but I know how that feels too. And I can feel it right now. And there is something out there that's like, a, you could have an invisible confidence. I mean, who, who cares what normal people say, like a confident, invisible friend? Because that would be nice to say, hey, it's okay. I know this party's going to be tough on you. I know it feels a little bit awkward. Uh, and it's okay to be awkward. I'm glad you're here. And you say, oh, wow, my invisible friend's glad I'm here. Maybe the, okay, here's another one. We'll add on to this idea. What if there's an invisible imaginary guest we're not friends with? Future friend. And that's the first person we greet at the party. This might actually work. Can you patent obscure, senseless ideas? 
So here's the thing, and I'm not kidding. Like a lot of, if you're new, you might think I'm joking around. I will, I promise to try this later today because I have to go. It's a virtual meeting, but I will try it out later today. Is uh, So not only, maybe we don't need the invisible, I mean, no offense to our invisible friend, but what if there's an invisible party guest we don't know? who's the first person we greet at the party and they, they like are so happy to see us. Uh, and you know, you could mix it up, you know, if you want some, uh, those yada yada feelings, you know, you can make those too. And you say, Oh boy, they're glad I'm here. And we make eye contact with them. We smile at them and they say, they're not staring at us slack jawed, uh, because the record skipped and, and, and you say, well, I may be in the right place seeing that look on that imaginary invisible person's face. They're not imaginary. They're just invisible, by the way. Um, yeah, that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. And you can kind of see that that doesn't, tra- you know, translating all that to the real world is, is making a sleep podcast a little bit easier than that. But I, I do. I'm, I'm going to try that out. I'm not even kidding. And uh, I think it'll work. Uh, I'm just delusional enough to believe this is going to work. Invisible friends, not imaginary. Invisible fictional friends. uh, That's a little bit different. I mean, or, you know, what's wrong? I mean, we've done, we've covered imaginary friendship before on the show. But I've never covered imaginary strangers, uh, imaginary party guests that are glad to see us, even though they don't know us. This is the key cog. This may be the keystone in the imaginary friend continuum that that, uh, fixes nothing, but makes maybe makes me more comfortable some places. Maybe they give a nod, like you're not. It's okay to be awkward. I'm glad you're here too. It's good to see you. So, and that's really the message of the show. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. And I really do want to help you fall asleep or keep you company if you need it. that's what I do. I really work hard on the show. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep or make you feel less alone. I'm glad you're here. I really hope I can help. I think I just repeated myself, but uh, yeah. Um, thanks for giving me your time. And here's a couple ways I'm able to do this for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody. Scoots here. It's uh, This is the first time we've done, we've done stuff similar to this before, but this is different in some sense. Uh, and uh, we'll, so we'll see how it goes. It's going to be fun. And um, I'm just trying to figure out the, the proper setup because this is, this is the first time we're doing this. There may be, will there be a second time? Maybe, probably. Uh, but I can't be 100% sure. But so, you know, we've done board game unboxings before. And this one is a little bit different than that. Uh, like, like I'm big in, I'm not a big, well, I guess I, I like going to thrift stores and, um, like particularly, uh, like ones affiliated, like Rescue Mission, Salvation Army, Goodwill, or smaller ones. And I don't go there for fashion because, uh, I just don't have, like, uh, it's not, not my uh, forte. Sometimes I'll look uh, at clothes, but I just, uh, definitely don't, my brain doesn't work that way. 
And I got my daughter into it, though we tend to go to the stores at a different pace. I tend to go at a pace that's exact opposite of sleep with me. That's how I do my most of my life other than this podcast at a rate that could be described as furious. Uh, so I tend to go, I tend to look at records just to see. Here's a, here's the thing. If you need a gym neighbor's record, just go to any goodwill, any used store. That's not an insult to Jim Neighbors. Jim Neighbors was a star on television before I was even a lad or a twinkle in anyone's eye. Not that I've ever been a twinkle in anybody's eye. But anyway, Jim Neighbors was a TV star that also had a singing career. And here's what, like, because most professional people that buy stuff at thrift stores and then resell it, they get all the records you would actually want to listen to, for the most part. I'm not saying all the time. So if you go to a Goodwill, you could get Jim Neighbors records. Um, sometimes you could get good musicals or operas or classical record albums. Sometimes you could get good holiday albums. And I'm trying to think what else you can normally get. Uh, that's And then other than that, it tends to be uh, interesting. But not the good, I mean, not, for the most part, not the good kind of interesting. How am I talking about records? One day we'll do that, but uh, not the good kind of interesting. The kind of interesting where you're like, uh, oh, I never listened to that. Uh, like, uh, like somehow, I, I, I think I've gotten records like that. I said, oh, I'll listen to that. Uh, a band that had one hit wonders, other albums, like as normally, like from classic rock. You say, okay. I didn't know, um, I'm trying to think of a band without, um, I don't know. So anyway, BTO. You say, I don't know any BTO songs, but I know I know one. I just don't know the name of it. And it's not on this album that I bought. Okay, so going with that, I found recently a new kind of item occasionally could appear, and I got really lucky twice, or three times, but, uh, and was, and I didn't even think to look, was magic tricks, uh, or magic trick sets. And so I don't know how long this setup will take. It might take so long for me to set this up that it'll be a whole nother episode, but I, I don't think so. Um, or maybe I could talk about some of it on this episode and then on another episode. But so it was the holiday season of 2021, and I was thinking of, uh, I don't know, it's just my brain was just, you know, running through stuff. Uh, and I said, remember one 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 holiday season, we got a magic set, and we may have gotten more than one. And then I also remembered, we see, and I got a used magic set one time at a garage sale. Well, I don't think it was a, like a, at a store, but it was at like a garage sale or something. And so um, I was like thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if any good like of the stores have uh, magic tricks that I uh, peruse. And it turns out the answer is yes, they do. The one thing I found, now he doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, but I found like these, the, not just one, but a two pack of this magic set. The same magic kit twice was packaged together. Like I assume someone had had two of them and donated them. And I don't know if they're having trouble selling them. So then they put them together 
And I said, well, I can get one for me and one for somebody else. Now, no, going forward, I don't think I'll ever do any magic tricks. So you could say I'm an aspirational musician. <laughs> I'm an aspirational musician and a magician or a conjurer. And that's okay. Like, I know who I am sometimes, and I know I'm only going to be an aspirational mu- ma- magician. Now, if you want a real podcasting magician, uh, Phoebe, uh, Phoebe Judge is the foremost, I would say, or like a podcasting, a podcaster of renown who is also can, is a magician. Or performer of magic tricks. I don't know what the proper term is even. That's how, like, uh, I can't even aspire to, to, to address it correctly. So, um, okay, so where are we at? So we'll open up this magic set, but I wanted to kind of set up my some of my relationship with magic. I did see Phoebe do one magic trick, uh, I think, in Seattle one time. Oh no! And then on on and performing, the, 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 Phoebe did a, 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 a one when I saw a Criminal Live in San Francisco. And shout out to Lauren, uh, who is also a friend of the show, friend of mine. So, uh, uh, producer Criminal and uh, Phoebe reads a mystery. And uh, uh, is this is love or is this love? Uh, is this love? No, that's a song. That's a, that's a BTO song. Scoots. No, I think that's uh, White Snake, actually. White, uh, and I don't know what, but okay, so magic. Let's focus on magic here. I have some good magic stories, but let's just focus for now, and then I'll tell some of the other ones maybe later. I've told a couple of them before. But so here's the things I remember about getting a magic set, uh, when I was a kid, and maybe more than one. Now, here's one, one honest thing. I have no idea if I asked for them or someone said, maybe this kid's so strange, uh, he'll like magic set. Because I don't remember, like, wanting to do magic, but I do remember getting more than one magic set. And I'm not saying that in a pejorative way. Like, I was a strange child. I had strange tastes. So someone's saying, huh, maybe this maybe this will be the thing. The kid... He was a gymnastic school dropout, basketball camp dropout. I quit basketball camp the first day when someone asked me why my face was so red from running. And like I said, one gymnastics, once I found out I wasn't going to be doing flips within the, within the first class, I said, this is definitely not. I said, I'm sorry, what, we're just going to run? And touch the, the spring. I'm here to spring and sprung. And many other things I didn't follow through on. But um, ma- and magic's, magic's in that great category for me. A little bit, yeah. So I got this magic set. The one I know I got was uh, from a magician named Blackstone. And now I have to research it because I say, was it, who is it like? Is that person, uh, is it even proper to talk about them? And, um, let's see, and I think, and then I got the used magic set, I think around the same time, because then I tried to combine them, but I didn't do very many magic tricks, even the ones, because, and and I don't want to, um, I think it was just my, I'm not ambitious, and while there are things I've learned to follow a set prescribed series of steps with, uh, 
it's not a, it's not something um, that uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm not exactly skilled at it. As far as uh, I'm just not like a follow, follow through is just not was not my thing even as a kid. I remember there was like a bottle one. I mean, I'm sure the the most basic ones I was able to do. But I mean, one of the beautiful things about magicians and and people, especially close up magic, is that it takes a lot of practice to create those illusions. And one of the gifts I have is my memory is not good, and I'm easily. I'm easily, I sus, my suspension of disbelief is, and my ability to catch stuff is not great. So I really am like a magician, like I love magic. Uh, so let's, we'll just talk about that for a second. I love, and I don't like him. I haven't been in the Magic Castle, haven't been in any magic shows in Vegas. So I guess I'm not, I, I like magic. I guess I'm not qualified to say I love magic. But I do not remember, even if someone shows me how they performed a trick, and then, I mean, as long as, like, 6 to 12 months pass, I'll have, I, could, I could see the trick again. I'll have no idea how they did it. And part of me really doesn't want to know. I mean, I guess sometimes it's cool when those, those specials used to be on. I watched all those specials, and then I would see them, and then I would watch them again years later, and I'd say, I have no idea how they do that trick. And I still don't. Uh and then I remember when David, no, who was it? Uh, was it David Blaine started to, he, he, he like seemed to rise to quick prominence. And uh, he was very skilled at, uh, like, I remember watching a special probably in the aughts. Uh, and my mind was blown. Like some of the stuff he was doing, this was early David Blaine, or well, once he was famous, but not when he was doing these endurance challenges that he became known for probably in the later aughts, but he was doing more, uh, and this kind of goes in, this is a good introduction to what we're talking about, because I don't know the timelines, so maybe I could look that up too, of David Blaine and then this particular magic kit, but David Blaine, they called it street magic, and if you're not familiar with David Blaine, he's a very charismatic, uh, uh, handsome, I would say, illusionist or magician or performer of magic. And he became more known for doing these kind of, uh, these other things like, uh, you know, whatever, sitting in something on the London Bridge or something like that. And those were cool too. Uh, but he also would do the magic where he'd be just walking around and this is just my, like, I'll just do, like, like he'd, he'd walk up to a group of people. Uh, this would be his, the first special I remember seeing. And he'd say, hey, like, to a group of people, like, in, um, like, Venice or Santa Monica or something. He'd say, hey, what, what's going on? Uh, and he'd say, uh, um, look at your forearm. And people, person would look at a, their forearm and there'd be, like, a, a, like, a two, like, there'd be a, sharpie of like the two of spades there and then dave blaine would have it on his forehead when they looked back up or something or he'd say pick a card and then all of a sudden a skywriter would do the card or would have already done the card that they picked uh and i'm not doing it justice like uh or when to like it's like he had like it was stuff like uh i don't know it just seemed impossible and I'm, I'm willing to believe because I'm not like, oh, this is just a, a gimmicky editing or something. 
So I don't know. So like, it was really cool. And he called, they they called it, oh, street magic. Cause he's just out on the street, uh, which at least when you're watching on TV, you say, okay, well, there's the, going to be less likely. He doesn't have a stage or whatever. So that brings us to this, to these magic kits I found. And I'm going to grab the box cover first and then describe that. And then we'll go from there. Now, I will change it a little bit because just because I don't want to, um, I don't know anything about it. For magicians aged eight and to adult, so that's a good sign. And I'm going to call it Marty's Magic. Marty's Mind Blowing Magic. Marty's Magic is number one for magic worldwide. And magic's kind of written in a little bit of like a graffiti style um, with two arrows going in different directions. And this was back when stuff was on DVD. I'll, I'll try to find a date on the box. They only have a half the box. And it comes with a quality shoulder bag loaded with cool collection of amazing magic tricks and stunts. And it has a DVD. Then it has what I, who would I assume is Marty holding up a King of Hearts and covering one of his eyes. So you can only see one of his eyes. And he's kind of cloaked with a little bit of shadow. And it says it includes a DVD, amazing secret cards, mysterious mind reading, spooky magic, illusions, defy gravity, appear, transform, and vanish, unbelievable streetwise trickery, plus exclusive magic bag. And it's a pretty big box, like it's a rectangle, bigger than a um, board game, but not that much bigger. And the majority of the box is... Uh, a black and white photo with the background kind of streaked uh, out of focus. And on the left side of the photo is the back of Marty. He has sunglasses on, and we only see the back of his head. I assume it's Marty. And his, the bag that comes with the magic set is in color. And he's holding a card, which is also in color. And then there's a group of one, two, three, four, five, six children who I would assume are aged eight to 12, maybe even 14. And they're watching and their minds are blown. And they're all different kind of reaction shots. So whether the kids were acting or not, they really did a good job or the foot photographer did. Because you have one, two, three, four, five, six different reactions, all of amazement. Though the kid all the way on the left, he looks more stunned. And he's actually not looking at, well, he has sunglasses on, so he's actually not looking at the... And actually, if we had a magnifying glass, we could look at the reflection of sunglasses. uh, Doesn't seem to be matching what we're seeing, but uh, I'll have to do that. And Marty... Uh, is the creator of a mind-blowing set, gives you everything you need to baffle and mystify audiences. But I don't see a date anywhere, but I do have this uh, instruction book. Oh, 2003. So this was the aughts. It's from the UK. And uh, I'm not going to read the instructions because I'm not here to expose behind the magic. Like I said, I like to be baffled, but I'm more... I think what I was more into was the accoutrement of the magic. Uh, let's just see how many tricks it comes with since I have the instructions in my hand. Uh, 
Uh, first, we have an introduction, new generation of magicians, mind-blowing tricks. This will give you everything you need, tricks and props with a unique magic shoulder bag. I wonder if the shoulder bag is actually magic. Unlike the years of dedicated practice that professional magicians require, you'll be able to do it quickly. But once you've learned how to do it, you got to practice and patter your words and every gesture until you're confident. That way, it'll go some way. And then it has, uh, like, one, two, three. I wonder if this is how many tricks it has. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen squares. Not with tricks, but different stuff that comes in there. Okay, it comes with uh, the shoulder, let's see, the shoulder bag. Oh, I don't want to read this because this is all the things. Uh, but I want to see, do, I do want to see how many things it does come with. Because this is a pretty good deal. I don't, I'd have to look at how much it costs me. It looks like there's 49 tricks uh, total. And it actually talks about Marty, uh, who, whose name I changed just in case. Uh, they grew up in a magical family surrounded by some of the most famous m- people in the world. It looks like Marty's a famous UK magician. Close-up magic, 15 years, inspired hundreds of thousands of uh, budding magicians worldwide. 2003. So now I have in my hands the bag. And what's what's funny about it is uh, that these bags are, uh, these bags have kind of come back in style. I don't know the quality of the bag. I'll have to check the stitches and stuff. Uh, but it's a blue camo bag. So it has one, two... So it has like a royal blue, a navy blue, a light blue, and a very dark blue, indigo maybe even, um, camo. It has a rubber tag on it. This is mind-blowing. It's a shoulder bag, so it's not quite what's back in, which is, um, what are those things called that you wear on your waist? Uh, fanny pack. This is a shoulder bag. And actually, these were big in the aughts. I bought one in Italy, in Florence, Italy, I believe, uh, a shoulder bag uh, to wear around the rest of when I was cruising around Europe. Or actually, I was only cruising around Italy, but my brother lived there. So it's a shoulder bag or like what they call a crossbody bag nowadays. It has like a vertical zipper, which probably isn't good because probably for me, stuff would fall out. So it has a front pocket with uh what do you call that? Uh, it's not lace. Uh, kind of like a netting type of thing. You could put something in, but it would definitely fall out. And it has a front pocket. The front pocket with uh, Velcro is pretty, um, pretty uh, Velcro sturdy, and it has room in there. And let's just check the stitching. It does have uh, one of those... Uh, it looks like it's actually, like the bag is actually made from, the material's pretty thick too. Definitely has a uh, smell like it's been inside packaging since 2003, which it has. Uh, and now's the exciting part, because I'm just going to um, hold the bag. I put everything in the bag from the box, uh, and then I'm going to reach in the bag, and we'll see what we come out with, huh? Okay, the first thing was the DVD. I don't think I... Oh, no, I have uh, Xbox, so I could put this in the Xbox, maybe. 
So it's the DVD. It has Marty on the left holding the King of Hearts uh, in a black suit or a really dark blue suit, a dark blue, like, matching, no tie. It's 56 minutes. Uh, the, the DVD's from 2004, though, the copyright. Mind-blowing magic, cool, amazing tricks, miraculous mind-reading, tricks with money, tricks and stunts. So that's the DVD. Let's see what we pull out next. And then I'll, maybe I'll just contemplate, like, what it is. Okay. This one is, uh, it's a, uh, what would you call this? It kind of looks like a tongue depressor. I'm sure that it's, like, it's a shape, uh, or, like, you know what you used to, a pizza peel shape? Like, you know how it has the handle, and then the pizza peel part. But if the pizza peel, peel part was elongated into a thing, um, and it's silver, and then on one side are two uh, uh, flying friends, we'll say. Uh, oh, house, house, house flying friends, the, like plastic versions of them. And then on other, the other side is one. So I was trying to like flick it back and forth. I don't know if that's a trick because it's not doing anything. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and then I think that I know there's another one in there. So I don't know what kind of trick this would be because I'm not a magician, but maybe like making them disappear or maybe you hold it up. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's some sort of counting game. I don't know. So that's that one. Okay. So my hand just touched something. Oh boy. Okay, cool. This is, uh, what we got here? This one's, uh, folded up. Okay. So this is appearing banknotes and, but on the other side, it has a card and it's, uh, um, and then inside is a card or a couple cards. Uh, I don't know if they're trick cards or what. I don't think, I don't see anything trickery about them. There's a jack of clubs and a jack of hearts inside a little thing. Oh, no, okay. But uh, one of them has a false back on it. Uh, so it has a place, like on the card, it, the card's like an envelope. Uh, so you could probably hide something in the card. Uh Cool. So I'd assume you use that for, like, uh, making appearing banknotes or whatever. Okay, now I have another one, uh, another money one. And this one says, please read instructions before folding. So I will not fold it, but it's uh, amazing moving money. But the de there's some details on there. Looks kind of like, I don't know if anybody like was a Disney fan back in the day, but they had, uh, what are those called, Mickey Bucks or something? Disney Dollars, they were called. Uh, Ray just yelled at me. Uh, so the first one looks like a dollar, but it has Marty on the top, and it says Mind-Blowing Magic 1, 1989. And it has Marty's signature. Fellow magicians agree never to reveal the secrets. 37, And then on the other side, you could see, okay, there's a, there's something with the way you fold it uh, uh, that I don't understand. Uh, so one side, 
And then the other one is a 10. And it says 37, 10, 89. It has Marty. And the other side is the same. It's a 10. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I, like, I guess some trick that involves folding. That's all we know. And also, like, on the 10 is, like, a symbol. It looks a little bit, it's like a, what is that called? Like a, I don't know, an outline of what looks, just in my imagination, is, uh, what's that, what's Pinocchio's conscience? What was his name? Like Jiminy Cricket. Obviously, it's not, but, you know, maybe you'll say Jiminy. Okay, let's reach in. Let's reach a little bit deeper this time. Okay, oh boy, I got something. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's a square. Okay, so this one is a cube, like a di- like a dice, but larger. I would say it's actually almost exactly one inch a square. Or each square is one inch uh, across. Uh, I don't know what's that called. Uh, circumfer- not the circumference, that's a circle. And on each uh, each part of the dice or the square, one has an ear, one has a mouth, one has a nose, one has an eye, one has a hand. Let's count. Uh, oh, one has a head with a question mark. Okay, ear, head with question mark, nose, eye. And then hand, head, mouth, eye. And then they also have different squares uh, for colors. Like uh, the head has a blue squares. The mouth has white squares, the eye has red or orange squares, hand has green, ear has yellow, mouth has white, uh, nose has uh, pink. So I don't know. This I have really no idea. Some sort of cubing, I don't know, like uh, some sort of magic, obviously. Okay, so we're digging deep here. Oh, we got something. Oh, interesting. So this one is a marker. And it has a clip to tie, like to clip the marker to your body or to something on the cap. Uh, I don't know if that's so you don't lose it or that's some sort of magic trick. Well, I mean, I wonder if the marker's dried out. I don't think it's ever been opened. Maybe dried out. I can't tell. Um, I don't know. This may be like one of those magic pens. Uh, or it's a marker that I'll never lose the cap to because you could clip it and it has a piece of string attached to the cap. Uh, but I do remember some of those magic tricks like where you'd clip, clip something and then it would retract or whatever. I don't remember what it was. I think I had something like that, and that was one of the few ones that I could actually do. And then I think all of us have been, maybe not everyone, but here's something that used to be a Christmas present people would get. And I always thought it was fun. I never got it as a gift, but it's like a real, well, maybe it's not a real dollar. Maybe you just get the kit to use with a real dollar, but it's like a piece of almost invisible, a long piece of nearly invisible, like fishing line and like a retractor with a button. And then you clip it to real money and you put it on the ground, you know, and you've seen it and then you can kind of make it come back, uh, I've fallen victim to that before more than once. Like, that's the kind of thing when I saw it in real life, I was like, I thought that only happened in cartoons, but now I'm seeing it in real life. Uh, and I don't know if it was a friend or a sibling that had that or a cousin or something. Okay, I reached in. I got another one of these pieces of uh, 
um, pizza peel silver with the uh, house flying friend on there. But this one just has one on one side and none on the other. Is this, this is, couldn't, couldn't get more sleepy than this, right? It's like, uh, okay, here we go. We got the cards. Uh, but yeah, this is like totally like sleep podcast. Okay. This is magician secret cards. Uh, it has like a Marty label on it. And then the class, the cards are first class playing cards. So here's a, another tangent, right? Is that, uh, I did get a pack of trick cards. Once I bought myself one. And then another time, I um, I think I was g- given one, or maybe not. Uh, we claim exclusive rights in Ace of Spades, Jokers, and Back Design, First Class Limited UK, Classic Playing Cards. So the cards I had, I think the cards I was given, and this might have been when I was like in college, uh, was so maybe I bought them because they had like a, a way you could read the cards, like the cards on the back of them. They had a very subtle design with a clock with clocks, and so you could read the person's card if it was down in front of you. You could do this quick shorthand math. I mean, I couldn't do it because I'm not good at math or memorizing. But you'd say, "Oh, that's at four. That means it's a club, and then it's at a ten. It's the ten of clubs." Uh, there was a way to do that. And then I think they were also, whatever they call that, uh, that magicians have where the cards are cut in a certain way. But then I think there was instructions, of course, that I didn't read, just, just like we're doing now. And I never, uh, I think you had to organize the cards in another way. The t- other cards I had that I remember I think I bought were like, uh, you, or maybe these were the same ones. There was like... Uh, I think, so there's 52 cards in a normal deck, correct? And I think this one that I'm imagining in my mind, it had uh, like 26 regular cards. What's 52? That's 26, right? Is half of that. And then it had um, 26 like Jack of Hearts or something. Um, but that might have been a different deck, and I, or maybe it had 50%. So these are whatever they're called. I can see when I open the box that the box is staggered. So there's, but it's still in plastic. Oh boy, talk about happy. So I'll be right back. I'm going to open these cards. So I opened the cards. I haven't looked at them other than the bottom card is a three of clubs. Um, And um, I will say one thing though, like I know that if you're a real magician or like I'm like somebody that actually practices illusions, that's what I'd say. Like, uh, someone that's really good at practicing illusions. I know like maybe this is just like picturing these kind of more packaged tricks as just people's entry point into magic. Um, Okay. So this deck I will say is similar. Oh, whoa. um, To exactly what I was saying. I'm not going to reveal the cards. Uh, but I would say this is a 50-50 deck. There is a Joker who is a magician, a cartoon magician. There's three clubs. There's spades and hearts and clubs and kings and aces and three, four. And, uh, oh, there's a black and white Joker. And then there's a couple blank cards, too. So, again, this is the kind of card, um, the deck you kind of got to figure out, uh, uh, I don't know. You got to follow the instructions. 
I don't see any, um, well, let's check the back to see if there's any difference in the back. I don't necessarily see that this is the one, like the one I was talking about, that has a thing where you can, um, thing. But I do think I had this similar deck, which it's like 50-50. So that's the magic cards, uh... And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it matches the other ones with the fake, fake bag, the false bag where you could hide money or whatever. And I don't know. I think I went to one. I'd like to go to more magic shows. Uh, there's a magician that was big in San Francisco about 15, 12 years ago, Christian. And he, I think, moved to L.A. And I think it's Christian C. was his name. And this was back uh, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. This was before the podcast, and I was volunteering. So this would have been 2000. I don't know when it was, but I was volunteering. Uh, I got into, like, I did some volunteers uh, helping at uh, San Francisco French Fest because if you volunteered as an usher, or a ticket taker or whatever, then you could kind of be, you got into the shows, you could get on the waiting list to get into shows for free. And then the theater that ran San Francisco, uh, I think it was the Exit Theater. Um, I started volunteering there a few times. Uh, and uh, um, like I would, what I would do is uh, I would, uh, I would like just take tickets or whatever usher and I did his show a few times, uh, but I didn't go into the show. I don't know why, uh, but he was really nice. And, and so I never saw him perform, unfortunately, but I, I would, I, I would like to get into going to more magic shows is what I'm saying. And, you know, I, you know, in the next couple of years. Okay. I got another one here. Um, another card trick, uh, and we can confirm my other assumption about the cards. It is the same card back, so it can match your main card set. And this one is color changing kings to aces, it's called. And they come in their own little envelope that make it easy to store. And I don't know how it works, uh, but it's, uh, you got two aces and two kings, uh, which, uh, possibly, uh, little deception in there, but uh, you got four cards. And somehow, if you follow the instructions, you can make the kings change into aces somehow. With a little sleight of hand, as they say. All right, we're still digging here. And, uh, oh, I got something. Let me, let's do this. My hand is in the bag. I'm trying to think. Okay, so I have another cube in my hand. I also have a piece of string. Got finally got it off my finger. This is a cube. It has one sunken part, uh, and that's all I know. I'm pulling it out. Oh, it's an ice cube. Uh, this seems more like one of those gags you would have. Uh, it's a it's a fake a, a lucite ice cube with a flying friend in there, a, a plastic one, not a real one. Don't worry. Flying house friend, uh, similar to those things. Uh, like those pizza peels. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't like, uh, I'm not a big fan of April fools. Like I prefer to be fooled by, by an illusionist, uh, for fun, uh, than, uh, you know, for sport. Okay. I'm back in here. These, I have no idea. So these ones are just, um, 
uh, rectangles uh, with stickers on them, rounded edges. One has a rounded edge. One is n- one has flat edges. And one is a yellow on both sides rectangle that has rounded edges and then a red. And I think there's a third one, but this one is red rectangle with flat edges. And that's, uh, yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> I have no idea even what uh, trick it would be. Okay, but going back in here, eyes closed. Let me see. Okay, I have something else in my hand. It's a box. Uh, it's plastic. It has a cap, uh, a top, so like a square cube. It's gray. I don't know what's in here. So this is it's a gray, like a gift box, but a tiny, like a one and a half. Uh, oh, and it's empty. So you could either put, I guess in this gift box, you could either put the um, the cube or the ice cube in there. And I'm just going to see if I can fit this uh, the square with the hand and mouth in there. It doesn't exactly fit perfectly, so I don't know what this is for. Uh, it's interesting, though. And it actually has a look like, uh, it has kind of like, they did a good job of giving it a rougher look, too. Because at first glance, I thought it was made from paper. Uh, okay, I'm reaching back in. Okay, I'm pulling out yet another card trick here. So a lot of card tricks, but really well organized. This one is Mysterious Mind Power. So it's the same cards. And in this one, I guess I shouldn't reveal too much. Uh, Oh, wow, but it's just uh, one, two, three, four, five cards. They're all suited cards. Uh, And no... At least for me, no clue how it would work. I don't see any um, way to tell these cards apart, but I mean, that's not a, it doesn't mean I know anything. I'm just looking at the backs of them to see. And I don't see any differences, but they may be subtle differences or there might be something else to them. Uh, that's cool. I mean, I, I really, like, I'm deceived by even how to deceive someone with this illusion. I mean, that's cool. Like, uh, that's some serious trickery. Okay, so this bag is really, this bag kind of looks a little bit like a, a backpack someone would have on their way to pre-K. Like, it's cute. I, I, like, I don't, wouldn't associate it with street magic. I'd say, well, that's a cute bag uh, your son has. Uh, so, I don't know. But, I mean, that's not an insult or anything. I just, when I picked it up, I said, that's a cute little bag there, young <laughs> little Andy. Okay. Oh boy. Cool. Uh, so I reached in, I got a key, an old fashioned key, like you'd find in an old fashioned house. I didn't, I don't think I've seen any old fashioned locks, uh, but it has, uh, it's like one of those brass keys. This one is silver. It's definitely got some substance to it. Uh, like an oval handle, then the long thing, then a nub, and then the key part with, uh, four branches, but yeah, it's a key. Uh, what can I say? Like, uh, I don't know if it's one of those keys that opens every door. I, I kind of doubt it because uh, if it is, it'd be the best uh, investment I've ever made in my life. Okay, here we go. I'm digging to the bottom here. And I'll know, I won't make any jingles, but this is a jingle jangler. It's a chain and uh, interesting. So uh, 
almost looks like this. It's a lighter material than you'd make a do- dog collar out of. Um, but it uh, has a ring at one end and then a ring like, uh, what do you call it? What are these called? Links, right? One, two, three links down, there's another ring. And then at the other end of the chain, there's nothing. So it's just like a, a chain with two rings. Uh, so interesting. I, I don't know what you'd do with it. I mean, definitely illusion. And I don't see any, um, I'm giving it a little tug. Oh, wait, one link. Uh, we have one interesting thing. Let me look a little deeper here. Okay, I try not to jingle. And uh, so I thought one of the links was caught, but I thought it was maybe some sort of secret magnet ring, but it's not. And I'm pulling on the rings. I'm pulling on the chain, and I'm not seeing anything. Let me see if I can, like, it's one of those dancing rings. Nope, and the other ring is secure. So if the magician was asking me to check it, uh, I'd say everything looks secure. Okay, though I do see a little bit of possible trickery in the rings where you could hold the ring. So maybe these rings are detachable. I'm not sure, though. Could just be part of the manufacturing process. Like, how do you get a ring on a thing anyway, right? Okay, going to the bottom of the bag. Oh, we got something else here. We got a broken rubber band. That probably was holding together the cards or something. And then a lock. Okay, so this is a little tiny padlock. It has MM on it. Definitely is too small for that big key. It is literally a half inch. Um... It might work with the, I assume, I guess I shouldn't assume with magic, but that it's unlocked. Uh, I haven't seen any keys, but it goes with that uh, chain. And let's see what else I can find in here. Okay, got another piece, got some money, some loose money, and then incredible instant money. Uh Okay, these ones have a little trick to them, so I don't want to reveal them, but uh, I don't know what the trick is. And again, organized uh, very well. And then this loose money probably fell out of something, um, but it want, this one is uh, also, th- those are all tens. Uh, some are complete tens and some are illusionary tens. So more money tricks. uh this one is a plastic bag with a uh, one piece of kind of felt in there. Don't know what that does, but probably magical. Uh, then I just ooh cool okay so there's I got two things here I got oh and that was what one of the rubber bands was for that broke but uh, one of them is a, another rectangle black rectangle with a blue rectangle on it. That one has this one has one rounded edge and one flat edge. It goes with those other two rectangles. Then I have uh, a piece of plastic with uh, what should be four rubber bands around. the. It's a rectangle, but it's uh, two pieces of clear plastic. And then in between the two pieces of clear plastic is another rectangle with a big circle in it. That's orange. And then there should be four rubber bands holding the two pieces of plastic over the other thing. So I don't know if this is one of those things where you stick something through like broken glass or what. Uh, I think that was one of the tricks I could do is like when you could stick your, what is that thing called? Uh, when I had a magic wand, 
through something. So, but I, there's this, there's no, I don't know if, in, here's the thing in street magic, can you have a magic wand? Uh, I don't know. Okay. And then there's a little bag with a question mark on it. Like the Riddler might have a black, a small black bag, about three inches by one inch, uh, with a yellow question mark on it. Might, maybe that ball goes in there. This one is the most curious thing. And I'm afraid it, it may, it, uh, and I think it's just, I think it's fake. It says, uh, uh, it, uh, it, it, it's like some sort of gag, uh, it has to do with those uh, flying friend trick, and it says uh, that uh, it has, uh, so I don't know, that must be something. It says store in a cold environment to pre- 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 prevent um, them flying around. And let's see what else we got here. I think that was it. That's all the magic tricks there. Perfect. So we got through it all. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, Marty's magic street magic bag or whatever it's called. Mind blowing tricks. Uh, and so you could check in with me and see the, read the instructions and maybe I give it to my daughter. I don't know if she's into magic. Uh, maybe I learn one trick, uh, for patrons. I don't know. Uh, so we'll have to see, uh, how it goes, but thanks, uh, and uh, I hope the one trick I'm good at, which is uh, keeping you company, taking your mind off stuff, is uh, is uh, working. It's not a trick, though, really. It is but misdirection. So I guess I do use misdirection. I'm trying to you know, make you listen to me and my foibles. Uh, so there's a, another episode you could queue up right now if you need some more. I'm misdirected by misdirection. Uh, good night, everybody.